the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show, Thursday, May 25th, 2023. I am Seth Leibson. Our phone number is 602-508-0960. We got David Dahl behind his bulletproof glass. Um, you know what the bulletproof glass is? It dawned on me because it makes no sense as to why we have it. But I guess we could say uh, your bulletproof glass protects me and my bulletproof glass protects you. I guess. I guess. All right. I'm often put in mind the line from Shakespeare's Coriolanus, "'Twas never my desire yet to trouble the poor with begging." Troubling the poor with begging, meaning asking of people or begging of people something that they just can't give or don't possess. Something that I just haven't got, as Meatloaf sings. So when we look around at the institutions we have relied upon in the past, institutions of social cohesion, what we call forces of composition, we tend to think of schools, civic organizations and nonprofits, churches and synagogues, doctors and nurses. All these institutions were and are necessary to both prevent and reverse everything from financial to moral poverty or what we might call cultural or social rot. This includes the observation of Reinhold Niebuhr's that man has an inclination toward injustice. But what happens when those civilizing institutions themselves become corrupted, as in Edgar Allan Poe's fiction where the inmates take over the asylum? I first started thinking about this when I saw the trends in education moving away from, say, teaching math to teaching how we feel about math and how we feel about teaching math. And then from prioritizing the psychology of education over education, using education as an instrument of indoctrination. Daniel Buck, a teacher, we've had him on, he describes that trend well. Here's how he describes what takes place now. Quote, I studied for a master's degree in education at the University of Wisconsin-Madison in 2015. My program was batty. We made Black Lives Matter friendship bracelets. We passed around a popsicle stick to designate whose turn it was to talk while professors compelled us to discuss our life's traumas. We read poems through the lenses of Marxism and critical race theory in preparation for our students doing the same. Our final projects were acrostic poems or ironic rap videos. At the time, I figured my experience was unique. Surely, I thought. Other teacher prep programs focused on human cognition, behavioral management, child psychology, and other educational practices. Alas, my program was mild compared with what other current graduates suffer. Close quote. You want to know how you got all those snowflake teachers highlighted on libs of TikTok when Ron DeSantis stopped sexualization in Florida's elementary schools? This is how. The teachers thought they were there to express themselves and to indoctrinate. When I think about the mental health crisis in America, those suffering quietly as well as those suffering publicly and those acting out that we seemingly can't do anything about because of an overly conscientious or sedulous repellent against involuntary commitment, including 
with the rantings and ravings we see on our streets or in the New York subways, I was given great pause recently. Speaking to a criminal justice expert, I was saying how we really need to rethink some of these involuntary commitment laws and restrictions. And he said, sure, but look who you're going to be turning your victims or patients over to. Professionals who themselves are more social justice warrior than psychologist and psychiatrist. Those fields are indoctrinal as any other, or as indoctrinal as any other. Those who would appease rather than treat. And he was right. Over at the Free Press, author Lisa Selen Davis, who will be a guest of ours later in the show, she wrote an important piece on this titled, How Therapists Became Social Justice Warriors. Not only are psychologists and psychiatrists now coddling the anxieties and other emotional and mental health problems of their patients, as opposed to treating them, they are using their positions and credentials to tie all emotional and psychological well-being to political ideology. Therapists now say things like, you will never be well because of societal and systemic homophobia, or you will never be free because of societal and systemic racism. Davis, who took a deep dive into interviewing a lot of therapists and patients and read through a lot of literature, writes the following, quote, Therapists now make the tenets of ideology central to their work. Instead of offering empowering approaches that help patients make better choices and take control of their lives. Sometimes therapists even fire their patients when they don't get on board with this. Davis continues, This is now a profession that teaches the ascribing of oppressor or victim categories to patients based on their innate characteristics instead of seeing them as individuals. Applications to graduate schools require would-be therapists to make a written commitment to anti-racism. Some said they've been penalized for asking the wrong questions in class detailing how this ideological encroachment damages their own mental health. The very people who are supposed to help ease trauma become the source of it as therapy sessions transform into ideological struggle sessions. British psychotherapist Val Thomas told Davis, the reason this happened is that activists captured the institutions and professional bodies of counseling and psychotherapy. Since the 1990s, the American Psychological Association had updated its ethics code requiring therapists to behave in culturally sensitive ways and appreciate the worldview and perspective of those racially and ethnically different and those who are racially and ethnically different from themselves. The whole point of understanding cultural differences was that you didn't walk in and assume, said Christine Safine, until recently a professor of psychology at Antioch University. But over the past decade, spurred by the rise of social media, Trump's election in 2016 and George George Floyd's death in 2020, Safine, like many in her profession, began to see the mission change to something more insidious, imposing the bias and framework of critical social justice, the term some psychologists use to refer to social justice ideology. According to this, one's identity categories are paramount to the therapeutic process. Neutrality and and objectivity, once the cornerstones of the practice, are now tools of oppression and white supremacy. The major professional organizations for the therapeutic fields have in recent years produced scholarship mission statements, position papers, and curriculums reflecting this newfound dogma, one that leads therapists to refashion themselves into social activists. I was recently asked by a listener to re-quote 
C.S. Lewis's line about politics and medicine herewith. A sick society must think much about politics, as a sick man must think much about his digestion. To ignore the subject may be fatal cowardice for one as for the other, but if either comes to regard as the natural food of the mind, if either forgets that we think of such things only in order to be able to think of something else, then what was undertaken for the sake of health has become itself a new and deadly disease. Close quote. It seems to me nothing could be more apt except it has been made even worse. The practitioners of medicine now see politics as medicine. If you don't get the picture yet, as Davis writes, the Influential American Psychological Association, which has more than 146,000 members and is the primary accreditor for psychology training programs, in 2021 issued an apology to people of color for APA's role in promoting, perpetuating, and failing to challenge racism, racial discrimination, and human hierarchy in the United States. Also in 2021, it published an equity, diversity, and inclusion framework, promising to embed these principles throughout all aspects of our work. This includes a commitment to applying psychological science to create a more equitable and inclusive world and elevating and honoring the voices and perspectives of marginalized social and intersectional identities. Now imagine how this works when a young patient wants to transition their sex and the pellucidity of what's going on in society today becomes increasingly clear. This is all an accelerant of the early radical feminist movement here in the late 1960s and early 1970s that preached the Marxist concept that the personal is political, which is to say everything is political. Who knew that would even include pronouns, as it now does? What is being foisted here in public schools and children's entertainment and psychotherapy was first popularized by one Carol Hanisch, a radical feminist popular in the 1970s. In 1970, she wrote of her views of psychotherapy, stating, quote, One of the first things we discover in these groups is that personal problems are political problems. There are no personal solutions at this time. There is only collective action for a collective solution, close quote. For those not schooled in the Marxist rhetoric here, let me add to it. The title of her essay, The Personal is Political, came from the editor of the magazine, self-described radical Marxist feminist Shulamit Firestone. Shulamit Firestone was the vanguard of the early 1970s radical feminist movement, and her landmark book was, again, just so you can see the Marxist themes here, it was titled The Dialectic of Sex, the Case for Feminist Revolution, wherein she writes, quote, the end goal of feminist revolution must be, unlike that of the first feminist movement, not just the elimination of male privilege, but of the sex distinction itself. Genital differences between human beings would no longer matter culturally. Close quote. 1970s, folks. 1970s. Again, you ask not only how we got here, but how it is we keep going further and further in some form of what is known as the ratchet effect. This is how. So it's not just Target and North Face and Disney and Budweiser and the L.A. Dodgers. It's all the children in adult bodies along with the very profession tasked to help people in their off time who work in these schools and industries. This all quickly becomes something like an abuse of psychiatry akin to what the Soviet Union did or what China does now. If you think wrong and wrongly, it is akin to a mental health condition if you are, so to speak, ideologically impure or even 
dare I say it, questioning. We got here and seemingly cannot stop the ratchet effect because, as with our schools, for too long, we ignored what was going on. But you know who didn't? The left didn't. I'm Seth Leibson, 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show, 602-508-0960. Thank you, gentlemen, both. David, what was I kind of – I was kind of talking to you earlier about an idea that uh, I, I, don't, I don't think it's fangled. Oh, was this the one where you were going to put a pool in your backyard? No. No, this was not. You know you can have fangled. You don't have to just have new fangled. You can new have fangled. fangled. You can have old fangled. Just like you can have whelmed without being overwhelmed. I've long loved road trips. I've always liked road trips. It's a great American hobby. It's a great American hobby. Would it be fun? Well, let's throw it out to the audience. Would the audience – would there be audience interest if we were to do something like an RV trip? Oh, that sounds great. I'm going to bring my fishing pole. Well, this summer, northern Arizona, somewhere cool, do a day and a night, you know, a day, an overnight. Uh, I'd grill for people. I'd cook T-bone steaks. T-bone steaks. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, now, now bring that's it full a circle. Yes. And people could, you know, they could get – if people have RVs, they could go. And if they would like to, you know – Rent an RV or have us supply them an RV. The Great American Road Trip starts. We, we would Leibson, do that. Yeah. Airing this summer. Maybe I could give a talk at night, a campfire talk. A campfire chat, just a, like FDR. Yeah, yeah. A campfire talk. A fireside. Yeah, a campfire side yeah, talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the, well, let's throw it out. It's not crazy. No, I, 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 you know, this is one of the few ones that I, I may have heard from you that actually. That you might, actually yeah, like? Yeah, yeah. This you'd, might go, work. you'd go. You'd go. I, yeah, I could be tempted. I could be tempted. We'd sing songs and we'd at cook. night. Maybe the yeah. Saunas brothers could come and bring their guitars. We'd better bring marshmallows. Well, I hate that. but You don't like marshmallows? If the audience would be interested what? in that, let me know. <laughs> we need to stop the show right now. We, we don't, don't cook whatever that is. Whatever. I don't even know what's in a marshmallow. Sugar. That's all that's in Well, sugar. we don't cook it's sugar. sugar. We don't cook sugar and we don't cook fruit around here. I will cook them a T-bone steak. I will cook them a baked potato. I will cook them corn on the cob on the grill. We will serve apple cobbler. Maybe that's cooked fruit, so maybe not, but something, and it'll be good and fun, and I'll give a talk. Well, hey, if we're serious about this, we ought to see what the audience thinks. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you'd go on an RV trip with us, let us know, 602-508-0960. I think it'd be fun. I'm all in. Yeah, fun overnight. Um, okay. Uh, here is – boy, you just heard me going off on the psychology profession and the mental health profession. There is no place critical race theory won't invade and corrupt. There is none. There. Oh, by the way, if people do call in and want to talk about it, let me get them on air. I want to talk to them about it. We can perfect the idea with them. Okay, David? If they do call, I want them on air. This is like the notion of how soft America has invaded hard America. You know, hard America we once thought of was, you know, the Defense Department, uh, you know, Boy Scouts. And soft America has invaded these, these institutions. 
churches, synagogues. How about firefighting? Firefighting. This from the Free Beacon. Seattle firefighters now drilled on That's a great title. Seattle firefighters now drilled on Ibram Kendi before promotion to top jobs. Lieutenant's tests include how to be an anti-racist and memoirs of a transgender firefighter and other woke tomes. Great. Great. So the houses and the buildings can burn down, but at least the firefighters will know what critical race theory is oh we have a taker tim and pior tim you tim and peorio welcome back to the show you'd go on this rv trip with us death leaves and are you kidding me a fireside chat a campfireside chat history all of that absolutely i would go and i'm sure that we can motivate a couple of other people to go and i go camping so much the spots up north are plentiful yeah yeah I think I think it would be there's here's the there's really no reason not to do it, Tim. If I can double negative you again, there's no reason yeah, not to do this. There ain't no reason. There not ain't to do no it. reason. How about that? Think of the music, the songs, the fun, the food, the hiking, the talking. We can we can do we can do all politics charade. Yeah. And what I and, yeah. and what that would be after you do your talk of yeah. you know it being highbrow and intellectual. <laughs> We'll just start picking out from a John Deere hat, which I have. Good. Just a topic, right? Yeah. Something that you know we 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 kind of prearrange topics and we just pick them out. It's sort of like a like a like a ten minute you go, and you know you got to be you got to be fast on your feet, right? Yeah. Uh, you know what was the you know the Fed paper dealing with factions and what was said? <laughs> well, right. We want to keep. Yes. I, mean, yeah, I love it. I love it. Yes. We I can love nerd it. Nerd out. We can nerd out. All day, I think we can make it into a two-day trip, and you know whether we or not could we can... could have songs. We could tell we could tell uh, ghost stories. Yeah, we can be idiots, and I'll and I'll, and I'll cook T-bone steaks for everyone. What's Done. not to like? How does Tim feel about marshmallows? Yeah, we're not doing marshmallows, though. I'm sorry. Are you with me on that? Yeah, none of that. Yeah, not yes. Yeah. See, issue. see, we'll say hi. You know what we'll do, Tim? We'll say hi to our old friend America. There you go. This is perfect. It is. All right, you're in. I got one. <laughs> There's <in>. one. <laughs> okay. That's well, we'll it. keep you posted. We'll keep you posted. Right, we might just do this. Awesome. Uh, well, thank you for making it better. You're, you 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 had some good suggestions. What was that old company? BASF. We don't make things. We make the things that are made better. Make something like that. Better. That's yeah. It. yeah. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. You're my it's BASF perfect. caller. There you go. I mean that as a compliment. I know you do. Okay. <laughs> right, thank sure. you for thank you, Tim. Great. All right. Absolutely. All right. We'll keep the audience and you posted on this. If there are anyone else that wants to do this, we're in. I'm in. I'm up for it. I'm Seth Liebson. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. It's a delight, an honor, and a privilege to welcome two fierce warriors who make our community a much better place into the studio. Uh, we have Kim Miller, Kimberly Miller. She is the director of an, of an organization you've heard me talk about before. She's been on with us before, Arizona Women of Action. And we are delighted to also have uh, her colleague, Allison Furno, who is the director of teams at Arizona Women of Action. Uh, we stay in touch about a few things here and there, 
And one of the things Kim was telling me about is uh, they are uh, giving, is it fair to say, uh, a, a facelift of sorts, uh, a, a new mission statement or an additional mission statement to Arizona Women of Action. It's reviving the American dream of strong families, safe cities, and thriving kids. What could be more important? Welcome to the studios, ladies. Welcome back to the studios. Thank you. you. Yeah, thanks for having us back on. It was time to get together again and and rejuvenate what we're all trying to do. Yeah, and you just keep me posted because you always have a place here. You've done so much good in this community and for this community. Kim, tell us uh, about this new statement and this rejuvenation. Yes, we really found that in the last couple of years, what we've learned is that people don't really, they're getting very turned off by the political party kind of thing, the the focus on whether you're a Democrat or Republican or things like that. And they just care about those three items, which we, we did a survey. We asked people, what are we all fighting for? What is the American dream we all see? And Mostly, I mean, of course, these are our followers, so they're mostly conservative, but they came up with those three, strong families, safe cities, and thriving kids. That really defines the American dream. And we found that people across all party lines care about those issues, and that's been the door that's opening for us to really draw people in, whether they're independent voters, which, my goodness, we know we need those, and we can get them to understand what these issues are, how really difficult it is out there, especially in schools, which we wanted to talk to you about, and then what they can do about it. Good. So. You guys have been so instrumental in bringing attention to the importance of school boards, school board meetings. Allison, tell us a little bit about um, your social media presence and the kinds of stuff you're working on in these education action teams that you've helped create. Yes, absolutely. So one of the big things that we realized going off of what Kim said is people want to know that the the conservatives care about them. That's the number one issue that people vote on in presidential elections is does the person care about me? Care about so, my issues, right. Exactly. So now what we're doing on social media is we're bringing those issues to the forefront, issues that people never knew existed in their communities right here in Arizona, right? So we have all this indoctrination going on in schools. We have school board meetings that are blowing up and we're just shedding light on this. We're, we're saying, hey, here's what's actually being taught in your schools. Here's the curriculum. Here's Here's what the school board members are doing. And now we're teaching the community how to hold our elected officials accountable. And that's what we haven't done for so long. We get angry at our elected officials and say, well, you're not upholding what I want. But how long have we gone without showing up to school board meetings, without showing up to city council? Right. And so social media has really brought a light to that. We've had our videos uh, about these school board meetings across the state blow up with 200, 300,000 views of Arizona people um, seeing what's going on, being infuriated with what's going on. And then we see the result of two to 300 people showing up at these school board yeah, meetings. Right. So I'm so excited about everybody just knowing about it, hearing about it, and now knowing, hey, if something's going on, here's a channel that I can use that I can get the information out and expose what's happening. And you know what? The schools don't like it either. Right. Of course, that's right. Mm-hmm. Let me give out the website for people to learn more about you. AZWomenOfAction.com, AZWomenOfAction.com, which is also helpfully your social media presence on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at AZWomenOfAction.com. One of the things that was kind of interesting in the last election was um, due in large part to the work you, your organization uh, laid laid the groundwork for and helped train people on was how much attention was paid to school board races, and I'm thinking especially mm-hmm. in Scottsdale. In fact, you know, bolstering the point you were making about what 
what people were telling you in their surveys. The way I read uh, voter participation, some of those school board races, which we had, as you say, Allison, long ignored, they got more voter turnout than what you might call up-ticket candidacies, up-ticket races, you know, races for offices that are theoretically bigger or more sexy or get more attention. The voter turnout to the people you were working with and on the issues you were talking about was higher. This was a short segment. We'll take a quick commercial break. We'll come back with more from Allison and Kim, if that's okay. Yep. I'm Seth yeah. Liebson, and we will be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. Allison Ferno and Kim Miller from Arizona Women of Action are my guests in studio. Their website, azwomenofaction.com, reviving the American dream of strong families, safe cities, and thriving kids. I can attest how, – how, how long have you guys been around now? Just a little over two years. Yeah, and yeah. I can attest how powerful and successful they have been. When they roll up their sleeves, they get things done. And the idea that you're rejuvenating with all these new teams, strategic teams you're creating. Talk to me a little bit about the kind of recruiting and the kind of work you're doing to help people who may not know what to do when they see something crazy going on at school or – do have a little bit of time and want to roll up their sleeves and do something about it and have thought about school boards. Uh, either one of you, whoever wants to go first, talk to me about how you help them and what, what you're there for for them to do. Well, that was our first mission when we started was to make action simple, whether it's five minutes or five hours on your schedule, um, effective action. So if they can do things from home, they can get our email once a week, which we really want people to go to our website, sign up to get that once a week email so they know what's happening locally and they can engage there. But we also are drawing people to, like you said, report what's happening at schools. They can go to our AZ Woke Schools on Twitter or Instagram. If they and see something that's not right. You know. We've gotten all kinds of crazy stuff that people share. And so when you go on our website, you'll see. And that's what a lot of that has gone viral under Allison's leadership there. And, um, and then also share with us what candidates you might have in mind from your school board, your, your school district, who are showing up at parent-teacher meetings, or they're they're one of those people who are really active parents, and tell that person, hey, I think you'd make a good school board member. Why don't you think about running? We're very heavily recruiting right now and training right and training yeah. getting them equipped to run we'll we'll be we'll give them all the support they need and tell and and helping people maybe that uh may not want to run but want to show up and give give their voice to a yes. to something at a school board meeting you help them with that too right Allison? yes absolutely so what we've been trying to do with they're called stat teams our strategic action teams is we want to simplify the message of politics right you talk to somebody who cares about what's going on and you say hey why don't you go to a school they're like, oh, I have no idea what that is. I'm going to look stupid. I'm not qualified, right? You hear all of these things, these uh, worries that people have getting into it uh, because there, there's just such a, a stigma behind politics that we're all going to be arguing and fighting all the time, and it's stressful, right? So our goal is to bring a positive outlook on politics and to simplify that message. So every week we have a call from 1130 to 12 uh, on Zoom, and we go through every team. We have five strategic action teams. We have life, community, uh, trafficking, education, and prayer. And in all of those areas, oh, in, within a 30-minute time span, very short, I do a statewide update and I say, hey, here's what's going on across the state, right? Here's what we need to be mindful of. Here's the perspective we need to have with everything you see going on right now. 
We go through all those teams and every single member has a an action item for you that week. So if you jump on the call and you're like, I don't know what I want to do. Hey, listen to everything going on. And here's how we're making it easy for you. If we tell you when the school board meeting is, we tell you where it's at and we say, here are the issues that we need to talk about. And if you want to come jump on our education team, let's you know get on a call with Gina, our, our education lead. And she's going to say, here's the three points we need to hit tonight. We can write something together. We can go to the school board meeting, right? Whether it's me, whether it's Kim, you know, we're going to these meetings, we're showing up and we're we're saying, here's where to meet us and here's how to do it. So we're really simplifying it and making it easy for people to get involved. And that's the goal. When you when you make it easy, a lot more people will get involved. And you're connecting people, too, in, in, in your social media spaces. I mean, in a weird way, not a weird way, in a great way, you're not only trying to save a community here, but you're building a community. Mm-hmm. You're building a yeah. community of concern. Is it only uh, only for women? You are Arizona. You're no, women. I we. But I was going to say, can I get on one of those? You calls? can totally yeah. get on those calls. We right. say in our in our in our new uh, marketing pieces, we say we are by women for Arizona. Okay. So we have a lot of men who are getting our email once a week. It's, there's no gender. We don't care. We don't, we don't care how you identify. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. No idea. Yeah, we just care about. We want people to have a way to express their values in the public square. Tell me about some of your success stories. Tell us about Sarah Christians. Oh, yeah. That was great. She was one of the people who just showed up at one of our first summits. We have had about four summits so far. I think we're looking to do one this October coming up. Um, and they're a lot of fun, and they energize people, and they f- say, gosh, I found my people. Like, I didn't know. I was. I was thought I was so alone. And Sandra happened to come to one of our first ones. And she was so inspired and she signed up to get our email. And then she, she called me up one time and she goes, I, you know, you know, I'm one of your success stories. She goes, I, I got your email and you asked everybody to think about running for school board. And I thought, why not? So she did. And then we supported her. We got behind her. And now she is the one conservative, rational school board member at Paradise Valley school district. So we we really we're so proud of that. We want to have more of that. We have helped um of course um people Amy and Yeah, a lot Karen. of people I've had on this show yes, too, right? We well, you've shown others. that the act, you've you've proven the theoretical with the actual with people like Sandra Christensen that they can do it and it can be done and now the task is to help her build on that, right? And exactly. people that can help her to get more people. It's hard to be alone. But it's better to have one than none. Exactly. And Heather Rooks is another okay. one. We had her speaking at one of our events, and she's now a very strong vocal um, board member in Peoria. And in, fun- in fact, uh, Arizona Republic kind of slammed us in a piece recently because we were one of the big reasons why we got such a crowd to go and speak out on an issue that was happening there. So, yeah. And that's the thing is, you know, these all of these meetings that I see across the state and and as much as I love politics, a lot of them have zero action. And when I went to my first Arizona Women of Action Summit before I was involved, I got a piece of paper that said how to become a PC. Mm -hmm. And I'd never seen it before. And I was like, I've heard about this so many times. I have no idea how to do it. And it was like step one, two, three, four. Pretty easy, right? Yeah, Yeah. so easy. And But when it's handed to you like that and it's like, hey, here's what we're going to do. The normal is to take action. The normal is to here's how we get involved. I was like, oh, I have to be a part of this. This is super cool. And we're really the the only organization in in Arizona that that I know of that has that type of action-oriented stuff. And I love it because that's how we get so many people involved. And people from the sidelines who have never really even been involved at all. They're stepping in and we're kind of that first open funnel of the people who care about the issues, but they just don't know what to do. So we're helping educate them about how the political process works. How do you engage and help those issues actually come to divine the American dream again in Arizona? 
It's an interesting thing as a as a as a group that started off as a political organization when it comes to education. It's fair to say that the main of your effort is to get politics out of the schools. Exactly. That's, that's, yeah. the, that's the dramatic <laughs> irony of this whole thing. Yeah. All you're trying to do is wage politics to get politics out of the schools. <laughs> right? Exactly. You know? Exactly. And then when they say that we're just about, you know, shoving our religion in schools, actually, they're the ones with the religion of this woke, you know, dogma it that they're pushing out. It's truly a, it's, it's truly a John cult. McWhorter says it's such a, wrote a great book on it. If you haven't seen it, I'll, I commend it to you. And that's what he has called this professor at uh, Columbia University. Well, I just think this is great. Reviving the American dream of strong families, safe cities and thriving kids. Aristotle in his book on politics said when a community comes together, the first two things they have to work on is how they're going to build the city and how they're going to strengthen the families. It's in his mm-hmm. first book on politics. It's the most important stuff you guys are doing. And anything I can do to help, you know, I'm always here for you. Thank you so much. Thank Seth. you. I'll give out the website one more time. AZWomenOfAction.com. AZWomenOfAction.com. And that's also their, um, their handles for social media, which is on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at AZWomenOfAction. Kim, Allison, good to see you. Thank Congratulations. you. Thank you. Thank Godspeed. You. I'm right. Seth Liebson. We'll be right back. Welcome back, folks. Thinking about the economy with a possible recession and inflation and market volatility and bank failures. Why Refi has an investment in a portfolio with a high fixed rate of return not correlated to the Federal Reserve or the stock market. A portfolio where you can turn your monthly income on or off. You can compound it, whatever you like. No loss of principal if you need your money back at any time. There are no fees in this secure collateralized portfolio. Why Refi is local, I encourage you to stop by their offices on Scottsdale Road in the 101. I have. I can tell you, you will not get a sales pitch. No one's going to ask you to sign a thing. When you meet with the team at Why Refi, you'll see why I trust and like them so much, and you can too. You will too. Why Refi is a due diligence approved firm, and you can earn up to a 10.25% rate of return. That's right, a 10.25% fixed rate of return. Check them out at investyrefi.com. It's invest, the letter Y, then refy.com, or call them at 888-YREFI-34, 888-YREFI-34. I was just uh, talking with uh, Allison and Kim, and they're always so, uh, from Arizona Women of Action, and they're always so Um, mission-oriented. These operations are uh, uh, dependent on community support. So if you can go to their website and help them out financially, that would be great. Arizona, excuse me, azwomenofaction.com, azwomenofaction.com. Anything you can do to help this fantastic group. I really, I've seen them from the very beginning. They are, well, there's no limit to the strength you can unleash when you get moms interested and acted and activists and active, interested and active on these, the most important of issues. As I say that in book one of his politics, the first political science Scientist Aristotle uh, t- uh, speaks of the two most important things in building a community, the vision for the city and the vision for your family. And that irony that I mentioned, that it takes politics to get politics out of schools, that's what they're about. That's what we really all should be about. You know, that's the thing. For all the hits on, you know, the Ron DeSantis's and other governors that are trying to desexualize and deracialize our school curriculums – all we're trying to, you know, they they make such a bitter political thing over it. The effort of these kinds of governors and these kinds of legislatures that are doing these things, the effort is to 
extract, remove politics and sex from our schools. Maybe if we did that, maybe if we did that, the schools would be better at doing what they were designed to do in the first place, which was teach. Teach and teach the children well. All right, I'm Seth Leibson. Sam Stone coming up. We'll be right back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. 